This is Dr. Patient, a podcast that examines all the aspects of the patient-provider relationship. I'm your host, Heather Johnston, MD, a real-life doctor and patient. Hey, everyone. I've been quiet for a while, in case you didn't notice. I was traveling with my family for a few weeks and then came back from said travels with COVID, and I'm now just emerging from my COVID cave. You might actually hear it in my newly deep voice. Today's the last episode that I'll be producing for this first season. It's a shorty, it's lighthearted, and it's also a preview of a full-length episode that will be coming out in the fall. I recently interviewed my daughter about her experience of going to the doctor's office for the first time without a parent. And it's worth calling attention to this because besides raising smart children and being a doctor myself, I realized through this that I have not really allowed them to be as independent as I probably should have with regards to their health care over the last few years as they've become older teens. And because their visits are so few and far between, there just isn't a ton of learning opportunities like this one you're about to hear. More on this in a bit. I'm talking with my own kid. She just turned 18 recently, which could be the topic for an entire other podcast, but I'm not going to go there. Recently, she wasn't feeling well. She uh, had some COVID symptoms and I was very, very busy that day. And I told her that because she had just turned 18, she should go over to the clinic by herself. And here's what happened. So I remember that day feeling really awful. I was like shivering and I definitely have a fever. I knew that. And I had a headache. It just everything was feeling awful. Um, so first I had to drive myself over there. When I got there, the whole front was covered in construction. So there was no parking anywhere. I drove around for maybe like 30 minutes and everywhere was permit parking. And I got kept getting texts from the messaging system saying like your appointment will be canceled (laughs) you have to get here right now like you have to get there 10 minutes early and I was 10 minutes late so eventually I found a parking space that was maybe like a seven minute walk away and I remember calling the place like shivering (laughs) being like please I'm coming I'm on my way (laughs) also that day it was like insanely windy out so the wind was blowing all over the place I was trying to like hobble over to the clinic and it was just feeling awful but then finally when I got there the front desk guy told me I was fine so I just was in the waiting room for a while and then I know that I went into the exam room finally and they just did like a regular exam checkup um just like taking temperature and asking about my symptoms and all of that. And I think maybe two people did that. I'm not really sure. I I think it was two different people did the same stuff. I was like, okay. And eventually they asked me um, which COVID tests I wanted. There, were, What are the two kinds? Rapid test and PCR. Yeah, they asked me which one I wanted. And I don't know how I didn't know which is which still after all of this, but I did. I, I swear she's very smart. <laughs> no, yeah, because I, d- I just didn't know which one I needed. And I was frantically texting my mom. and <laughs> She wasn't responding. And I, it start, I started texting her like, I'm so mad at you. Please pick up. I literally <laughs> cried. True. I was like, I'm about to start crying in the doctor's office. You better pick up. <laughs> 
um, because I didn't know which one to do. Um, so eventually I think I just chose a random one. I, I don't know. They weren't explaining to me which one was which too, which that part was a little, I don't know. They could have helped me a little with that, I feel like. But eventually I got a test and it came back negative. And then I told my mom which test it was, and she said that was the wrong test. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, and then so after that one was negative, they asked if I wanted a strep or a flu test. And Wait, they asked you to decide? Yeah, they asked me if I wanted one, but like I have no idea. I Like I don't know if my symptoms say like if I have the flu or a strep and... Okay, just to interject here, no, the healthcare person should not be asking the patient what test they want. That is not how that is supposed to go, especially if you're 18 and don't don't know yet. Okay, yeah. So at this point, I would text my mom, and she saw she <laughs> again didn't respond. <laughs> I think you were groceries. I don't know what you were doing. I was doing stuff. And then I started calling my dad frantically, and he was in a meeting. So eventually, I said, "I'll have." I think I just said, oh, I'll just have the flu test because I don't know. I just had no idea. So I just chose randomly. And then at some point I was waiting there for a really long time. And then at some point a doctor came in and was like, okay, so you know, you have the flu. Like someone already told you all this. I was like, oh no, I, <laughs> I had no idea, but thanks for telling me. Cause there have been like three different people coming in. Um, Who were the people coming in? I have no idea. <laughs> Did they identify themselves, who they were? Not that I can remember. I just, did. they just all seemed the same to me. So probably if I had to guess, it was like a nurse, maybe a medical assistant, maybe a resident, maybe an attending doctor. Well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We don't know. I have no idea. But one of them came in and I think <laughs> they had already assumed that someone had told me. Well, anyways, now I found out that I thought I had the flu um, and then finally my mom responded saying that that one could, it could have been a wrong test and that I should still get the other COVID test to be safe. So then I had to walk. Right. They had done a rapid test and she had already had multiple rapid tests at home. And so I wanted them to do a PCR based test to confirm and they just weren't doing it, but eventually they did. Yeah. And so after they told me I had the flu, I asked them to give me a, like a little bit so I could like call my mom and stuff. And then eventually after a while, no one was still coming in. So I had to go out into the hallway and find someone. And then I told them that I also wanted the other COVID test. And I remember feeling really stupid because I thought if I already had the flu, why should I get another one? But they seemed to think I was stupid too. <laughs> but I don't think that's true. yeah, well, anyways, then I got another COVID test and that one was also negative. But I ended up spending like, what, like two or, I feel like it was almost two or three hours in the doctor's room because I didn't know which test to get originally. So I kept getting them at different times and each one takes like 15 or 20 minutes. So I would get a test and then wait a while and then get another test instead of just knowing which ones I needed and getting them all out of the way at the same time. So yeah. (laughs) Fun, fun first encounter. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of traumatic. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Actually, you are you are doing it again multiple times in your life, unfortunately. Um, so what was the hardest, hardest part of all of it? Um, 
I don't know. I just, no one told me what I should, like, what to do. And I had never been to the doctor before. Including me. I did not tell you yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. Actually, maybe the hardest part was you not picking up your phone. <laughs> um, but besides for that, I was just feeling awful. I was like, I remember on the exam table, I was like curled up in the corner, like, because I was so tired <laughs> and I was like sleeping and shivering in between tests. And I was like, what if I have COVID? I was just, everything was just scary and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, so. <Soph>. Thanks. <laughs> We're both still laughing here. Thanks. Thanks for telling that story. It's weird the first time you have to go to the doctor by yourself as a young adult, but thanks for being so open about it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that. After this happened to her, it got me really thinking about how we teach our kids to actually be patients. The medical landscape has changed so much since I was a kid. And I strongly believe that all patients today need to do their best at understanding their own health and the healthcare system so that they can successfully advocate for themselves when the time comes. I'm thinking for the time being that the next visit I'm present for, I'll talk less and smile more. Sorry, couldn't resist the Hamilton reference, but really I will talk less and give my kids more of an opportunity to run the visit themselves and see if they can answer questions without me. Pediatricians who are listening, I think there's a role for you to play here as well. Most of us know to talk to teens alone in the exam room without their patients, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. And by the way, if you're not doing that, then please, please start. I'm talking about explaining to kids things like how they reach you if they have a problem or concern, how to know when something is concerning and when it's not, or encouraging them to read up on illnesses they may have. It's our chance to help build the next generation of patients. Parents of older kids and teens and young adults, please consider adding this topic to the seemingly endless list of things you want them to understand by the time they're out on their own. And stay tuned for a full-length episode on this and more topics coming this fall in Season 2. I'll be talking about patient advocacy, racial and gender inequities in medicine, getting second opinions, and we'll hear from some medical students and doctors in training about what they're learning about being a doctor, and many, many more episodes. If you have a topic you think is interesting or would like to be a guest, please visit the website, www.drpatientpodcast.com, and fill out the contact form. In the meantime, please consider rating the podcast and spreading the word about it to folks in your circles. Have a great summer, everyone. I'll be back in the fall. Thanks for listening today. To catch up on more episodes and to get new ones delivered directly to you, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for an episode, let me know at www.drpatientpodcast.com. That's drpatientpodcast.com. Here's the disclaimer. Even though I am a doctor, I'm not your doctor. These stories, my comments, and all discussion is purely reflection about what's working in the healthcare system and what isn't. Don't use any medical information that you hear in these episodes to diagnose or treat yourself. If you have a question about your health, get in touch with your doctor or local health clinic.